Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales, a curated 5e Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the tales of the Yawning Portal campaign module by Wizards of the Coast. Previously on Tavern Tales, the dungeon is done, all of the artifacts have been found, and our heroes are free to... gather everyone together and attempt to defeat Karaptus? This is the first episode of the grand finale. Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So come sit down and laugh with the enemy, raise a glass and sing to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So With the way found to Karaptis's lair, the signal was given. Sabluto and his men, Kesnef with Black Razor, Snarla and Burkett, Rainbow Unicorn Pants. I know, I know, I didn't come up with that name. There, there are other stories that ratified that that is the name of that crab. And Wave, Whelm, the Vampire, Tenmir, all gathered somehow in the corridor. The Kelpies and Crayfish sent their regrets, and the last to join the group was the Gynosphinx itself. With a rousing speech, our party cajoled everyone to marshal forward and down the steps. With brave words, each of them then said, I believe we can overcome this challenge together. There's only one way to find out if we will be successful or not. No one likes to be a prisoner in a dungeon of not their own design. And so... Let's go take out the garbage. I like that. (laughs) And now let us peek into the adventure itself. As our heroes lead the way down the stairs, you tell me, what do you do? Oh, yeah. We're Mighty Ducks flying V and down the stairs, the three of us, with everyone else in tow. (laughs) No? What do you want to do? I think Zuva starts out front with the whole party and is like, yeah, this is great. And slowly slows his pace, (laughs) and falls back a little bit towards the back of the group. Okay, why don't you tell me who you are and what your character looks like uh, and who your character is as as you describe your character fading into the background as Zuvis ends to going in last. Hi, I'm Paige, and I play Zuvis Movedath, the Paladin of the Seas. Zuvis is a Triton Artificer Alchemist, and that is a combination... I will never choose to do again because it's very hard. Well, you could choose to do it again because you might get it better, more writer. That's true. That's true. Subsequently down the road. Potentially. Maybe a level one. Yeah. I'm starting with level one and working my way up. Hilarious. He is quite attractive. He's 124 years old. So he's seen some things in the sea and on the land and it's gone through phases. He is about 6'1", quite lanky at 185 pounds for his height. He has beautiful white silvery hair that glitters in the sunlight, which he has not been able to show off since they've been in this dungeon. His eyes are ice blue and deep blue skin. It's the most beautiful fish you've ever seen. Tell me 
I've asked all my players at the start of this to write down a story. So as Zuvis moves backwards in the group from the lead to <laughs> the trailing figure, which sets everyone else with such ease and comfort to know, okay, well, oh, he doesn't want to be in the front. We scroll backwards. We have one of those little like wave washes from Wayne's world as we go back in time to find Zuvis move death. So Zuvis move death was in the palace. And he was preparing for his birthday celebration, which he was really excited for. And it's the one day that he gets a little bit more authority in the palace and the day can actually be about him. So the power kind of goes to hit his head when that happens. And he had ordered a bunch of the servants to go out into the ocean and collect a bunch of rare fish for the guests and the meal. And it just so happens that the pool where all of these fish are is where this human male decided to launch his boat that day and try to fish for the village that he was assisting with some sort of reward as the village was starving because the palace wasn't providing. And unknowingly, all of these servants took all of the fish from this place that he was fishing. And so this male human then had to return with his failed mission, which also sacrificed his reward and payment that he was supposed to get. Wow. And little do you know, those servants also upset the boat, dumping this human male into mm. the ocean and then laughed at him and said they're taking all the fish because it is Zuvus Muvdath's special day. Yes. Yep. So I'm you can quite imagine the human male's expression when he found out this Zuvis Muvdath had uh, been so very greedy. Yes. Slaps the water in frustration and anger. <laughs> this is Aaron Bacon coming at you live from the basement of our DM's house. Playing Vulcan, Master of the Six Galleons, who is a tiefling barbarian. He's very suave, very good looking. Much better what looking. What color than is his hair? Jet black, mm. like the night sky. <laughs> like his soul. Much better looking than who? Than Zuvis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Truthful. Is it? What are your corresponding charisma scores? Uh, like, like a 94 charisma? That wow. seems about right. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, when you just see him, it's just. So basically, beauty. he's entirely all black hair. Ever. You can't even see any of his body He's parts. cousin It from... Now, what is your charisma? I have a 14 charisma. What is your charisma? 13. Yes. So, <laughs> literally comparable. But, yep. yes, slightly more attractive. We take those. We take those Ws. Where is your character right now? He's in the front because he was walking with Zuvis and then Zuvis slowly lost pace. What's he wearing? He's not wearing a whole lot, just his loincloth, his ripped, tattered... Seinfeld puffy shirt. Mm -hmm. He's got his great axe on his back. What's he carrying in his hand? So he's got Whelm in his right hand. What is that? It is a mystical warhammer forged by Dwarves. Dwarves? Dwarves. <laughs> Those are like Latinx uh, dwarves. <laughs> dwarves. <laughs> so it's a powerful warhammer forged by dwarves and it got lost in the White Plume Mountain. Well, that is where it's been found. Yeah. Excellent. It is a dwarven warhammer. Yes. And you have it in hand. Yes, my right hand. Good to know. Leading out front, we get another. This one is a star wipe. <laughs> Circa Star Wars. 
and we're sent backwards in time. We see a, a younger tiefling. And he's in a grungy back room of a bar. There's watered down barrels and crates. And there's a bunch of pirates and seafaring people. And we're all playing liar's dice from Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy there who Vulcan had, quote unquote, teamed up with to try and win a bunch of money and riches and things like that. But Vulcan knew that this guy that he was working with had a ship. Because right now Vulcan only had two galleons. So this was how he was making his fleet of galleons. And so Vulcan slipped in some loaded dice into his cup. And so he cheated this guy out of all of his riches and then eventually won his ship. And then when the guy had no collateral, Vulcan turned on this guy and he's like, I don't know who this guy is. Throw him out. And then he got thrown out. Rude. Wow. That's what he did. Legit screwed this guy over. Legit. It was the same boat that was uh, dumped over that um, Zuvus Muvdath <laughs> had had flipped earlier by his servants. They it's, weren't even his servants because he's a palatine of the seas. He's just the one who's potentially to marry the princess. So, correct? Yes. Yeah. Wow. You're a dick. Past Vulcan. Past Vulcan. Indeed. Past Vulcan. <laughs> Seems like he's gotten a lot nicer. Yeah, he really has. Listen, we can talk law later. <laughs> and last, but not least. Thesis of, thesis of a long time ago. Uh, hello, I'm Marie Claire. I play Thesis Phase, who is a uh, warlock of the undying Raven Queen, but also happens to look like an alive porcelain doll which is very creepy and kind of awesome. She has a porcelain doll face that uh, has eyes that are either black or glowing, depending on the types of spells that she happens to be using. She has faux hair on her scalp that uh, had like space and uh, the armor that she wears is studded leather that's been integrated into her body through war forgy means. She wears a dark blue a velvet cloak that covers most of her body normally just to kind of with a hood just to kind of blend in if required less creepy that way age wise it's kind of hard to tell but she looks roughly adult sized before she was a warforged <laughs> before she was created as an abomination in service of a of a warlock patron she was a little tiny princess who at a tender age of six months old, was engaged to a far-off kingdom where they were using the marriage in an effort to save their kingdom. And when she died of the disease that eventually took her and her soul was transferred into a Warforge's cursed creation, that marriage was annulled. Obviously, she's no longer the same human. And uh, yeah, that's how she screwed over the human male that she was engaged to. Oh, you were engaged to this. Well, human I mean, male. from a young age, six months old, engaged wow. to be married to save okay. a kingdom that was not hers. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you had the least amount of time, and that is the most far fetched of them all. So I love it. That's great. <laughs> Did you like that? Yes. Other people over the years have upset this human male, uh, but none so much as the three of you, it seems, because certain other figures that have betrayed you, hurt you, 
damaged your friendships have all been found within this dungeon because it feels personal at this point <laughs> Caraptus himself has built this entire dungeon to punish the three of you now rather than I playing all of these additional NPCs I have passed out to the players the character sheets the stat blocks for all of the other characters that they have made a rapprochement, a connection, forgiveness with. And so everyone at the table is playing a whole bundle of very complicated, difficult, powerful end mobs that they would have potentially had to fight over the course of this game. And Marie Claire has just pointed out to me that I failed to roll initiative for rainbow unicorn pants and add them to the list. So we're doing that right now. Rainbow unicorn pants' dexterity bonus is what? Zero. So that means rainbow unicorn pants goes right after John. Question. Mm-hmm. Does Sir Bluto go with the knights or is he separate from the knights? Sir Bluto goes after the knights. He's He's on there. Are you still going to voice Jot? Or do I, I will to- do all the voices for the characters. If you wish them to say anything, right. I will do those voices. All right, Mr. J. Where is Thesis Phase in the group as you descend? Oh, I'm front-ish. Like, front-ish? With Vulcan. Yeah. I didn't move back. I'm no coward. I have multiple ways to not die as I, my patron is undying. Yes. And thus, why would I be afraid of- Absolutely. A mere wizard- I came far too close in a most recent interaction. <laughs> no, thank you. Wonderful. Oh my God. You descend and you enter into the lobby of a hotel. Picture <laughs> that in your mind with the burnished, gleaming marble floors, huge five foot by five foot squares of this gorgeous marble that has gold striation coloring through it there are pillars off to either side there's like a reception desk as well because it's a hotel right so there's a reception desk nobody's at it there is gold filigree everywhere there are statues or reliefs against the walls of various figures various items and things it's all very ostentatious and very glowing, bright, beautiful. There are chandeliers and light everywhere, and the lights are all on through the entirety of this hotel lobby. Situated against the far end is a massive raised set of steps that have the same gold coloring, the hardest of wood that's like a golden color as well made of these steps. And at the top of it is a massive ostentatious golden throne and a figure a kind of dumpy tall small handed figure a shocking crop of like orangish goldish hair kind of just stuck on top of his head kind of a a portly expression but like the most crazed glowing blue eyes that you could possibly see in a figure. He's wearing robes, and it is none other than this figure, 
that you used to be engaged to, that you screwed over for for your third boat, that you heard of after your people took all of his fish. It is Caraptus himself. As you all walk in, lights are all up there, and there will be time throughout the course of this conflict for monologues and for pontificating on your parts as PCs, and you can interrupt and speak at any time, because this is a big, long thoroughfare of combat, no doubt. Caraptus rises and applauds at a range of like 180 feet. Thank you. Thank you all for coming. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm so pleased to have all of you once again here in what is no doubt to you a very special, amazing, wonderful time where you will join the ranks of my bigly army. But first, Kofifi, he says. (laughs) And he kicks off combat by launching a fireball into your entire group gathered as you are. And I need every single PC and NPC to make a dexterity saving throw. Does this count as a magical spell? It does. Do all of my knights have the same? So just roll once for all the knights. We can see a raid out. We've got our two people in the front, our person in the back, and all the NPCs in amongst everyone else. The crab somehow is amongst you as well, because I didn't want to leave poor rainbow unicorn pants out of this. Off to one side. Everyone is there. To be quick about it, if you succeed, you take 20 hit points of damage. Yeah. If you fail, you take 40 hit points of damage. And what's failing? What's what's a succeed? A uh, twenty is what is necessary to succeed. Yikes! Okay, so we're all dead. <laughs> Many are possibly dead from the get go. Jot is immune. Yep. From so, this, so I'm immune. No, just Jot is. I don't think this is going to be a very long fight. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so how did we do? I failed. Cool. Everyone else failed. Everybody failed. Yeah. Wow. Jot got a one. Ouch! Poor Jot. But you said he's immune. Yeah, he is uh he is immune or does not take these fireball damage. He's damage resistance. I was yeah. gonna test our math today. Holy it should test your math. How did your characters do there, Aaron? The Gynosphinx and uh, Tenmir failed. Oh, they failed. One more fireball and everyone's gone. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Vulcan succeeded and he has fire resistance, so he only takes ten damage. Wow. Very lucky for our friend. Vulcan. He rolled a nat 20. Yeah. He sure did. And he got advantage. How did Rainbow Unicorn Pants do? Um, oh, everybody in your group failed. failed. So Rainbow Unicorn Pants is badly hurt. Um, so too is me. Faces phase. How did your group do? Keznef is the only one that succeeded. Of Everyone course. else failed. And the knights are very hurt. Yeah, I bet. Hey, 40 damage to each of those knights is probably a ton. Yeah. How did you do? I failed. And I now have 31 hit points. That sucks. Cool. <laughs> Good to know. That was Caraptus's turn. <laughs> he chuckles as everyone now proceeds to scatter to not allow this sort of fireball thing to happen again. I don't doubt. 
But I will turn it over to the remainder of the party. It is now Jot's turn, followed by Rainbow Unicorn Pants and then Kesniff. Can you please say something like, holy shit? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know how I got here. Uh, really glad that I was a little higher than that fireball could have been and uh, just got down the stairs now. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Nice to be here. Cut for a commercial break all too soon. I don't doubt after. It's going to turn invisible. I uh, whoop, disappears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know where he is, but yes. that's fine. Are you going to send him further into the room? Mr. J, please yep. get close enough to Karabdis so that we could cast things. Oh my God. That is going to spell my death. No doubt. Be invisible. Be sneaky. I will be invisible and I I don't think I smell that bad. Sneaky. Oh, I thought you said stinky. Okay. Uh, Rainbow unicorn pants. Mm-hmm. The crab. Yes is 180 feet away from Karaptis as well, just so you know. The speed is 20 feet, so... Gonna, double move, Gonna double feet. move yeah. closer. Sounds great. Be a giant uh, distraction tank. So that's what uh, Rainbow Unicorn Pants is going to do. Perfect. Kesnef, you're up, followed by Tenmir, and then Snarla. Kesnef is going to move closer. Sure. And then I move closer. So that's 150 feet. What does he want to do? Well, I'm not close enough to cast a spell yet. What spell? Cone of cold. Yeah, that's, you're not close enough for that for sure. So I'll d- double move. All right. He's going to double move at an angle so he's not super close to where Rainbow Unicorn Pants is as well as the others. Yes. Cool. All right. Tenmir. So Tenmir starts off his turn by regenerating. Wait, yep. What's, what's the weather like? Are we in sunlight? No, we are not in sunlight. So he gains 20 health. And then he's just going to double move okay. 60 feet. All right. He moves forward 60 feet. It is now Snarla, followed by Vulcan and then Burkett. Snarla is going to just do a standard move closer. Yeah. And you all remember Snarla is the lover of Burkett, your former guy, and the one that you inadvertently, through failure to be a good guard and like good watch person during the night watch, allowed... Snarla to be captured and turned into a werewolf. Yes, yes. Okay, she's just going to double move. Okay. Closer. She just spreads out and moves closer as well. Because that gets her to uh, 120 feet. Yes. Definitely did not need to start the game at 180 feet, I guess, since nobody has anything that's pretty robust. That's far. I, like if so we had far. been at However, feet. I set this for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, now, and you will find out soon enough why, what that reason is. The reason is I wanted to give you who have set a, I have an extended range for my- I my, can shoot from here. Yes. I wanted to give you an advantage at the top. That's why. <laughs> 300 feet. And so I set you at 180 feet knowing no one else can do anything, but you sure can. Yes, you I just can. go at the very end. Okay. Snarla has double moved. It is now Vulcan's turn followed by Burkett. Can he double move while flying or does he have to- no, your fly is your move. Okay. So he's going to jump into the air, okay. flying at 40 feet. Okay. So now I guess you can do an action. I don't know. It's, I don't know how it works for fly, but uh, you can move 80 feet and then be 70 feet away from him if you'd like to. I'd like to do that. All right. So you go ahead and you fly ever closer in the front to the uh, terrible Trumpian figure before you. You're now how far away? Uh, 100 feet because you said he's 180. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. It is now Burkett's turn, followed by the Knights and Sir Bluto. Burkett's going to pull out his heavy crossbow. Yep. Which at a long range can hit at 400 feet. Perfect. 
So fire away. Gina. 14. That is not enough. His armor class is 17. Are you sure he's only plus three to hit with a crossbow? Yes. All right, because this was his dexterity and he's not super dexterous. But he's going to move forward. Yep. His walking distance to get there. Perfect. He continues to move forward and it is now the knights and Sir Bluto's turn followed by the Gynosphix. The knights are all also going to pull out their heavy crossbows. Okay. And all of them are going to take a shot. Sure. What is the AC? You need a 17 to hit. Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five hit. Wow, you must have rolled extremely well. Now, this says hit five, and then in brackets, 1d10 is five. Five is the standard amount of damage that you would roll, that you would take. Like, instead of rolling a d10, you're just going to do five damage. Oh, but I can roll a d10. 16 damage. All right, the first damage has been done to Caraptus as he uh, gets riddled with some crossbow bolts. And Sir Bluto will use his light crossbow. Ooh, can that shoot that far? I bet it can. Uh, 320 feet. He got a 19, so hit. Awesome. Yeah, he definitely hits. Seven damage. Sorry, he used a what type of crossbow? Uh, Light. Light crossbow. So the maximum range of a light crossbow is 320 feet. Yeah. But that means that he cannot shoot it any further than that. And what that means is like it should say range 80 slash 320. Yeah. That means anything shorter than 80 feet, he attacks with normal or normal die roll. Mm-hmm. If it is 81 to 320 feet, he rolls with disadvantage. Oh, okay. So it's fine. We've already made the die rolls, but that's just because range doesn't come up too often in dungeons for this sort of thing, especially these sorts of ranges. Okay. And then your heavy crossbow wielders are at 100 slash 400. So, so anything would... over 100 should be a exactly. disadvantage. So let's just say they moved forward their 30 feet. They shot. It was close enough for must with some numbers here to uh, have that occur. Got it. Okay. Great. So that was the Knights and Sir Bluto. It is now the Gynosphinx followed by Zuvus and then Thasis. And then we will once again reach the top of the next round. What is the Gynosphinx going to do? So the uh, Gynosphinx is going to double move. She's going to oh, okay. fly her 120 feet. And then she'll be 60 feet away from Caraptus? That is correct. Great. Great. When she gets close enough, he casts a ray of frost at her uh, by pointing a, a gesturing hand. And then he says something terrible in Latin. <laughs> It translates to like grip the cat getting a 20 to hit. What is your armor class? 17. So it definitely hits and the gynosphinx takes frost damage and is slowed and does 16 points of frost damage. And that was his one of his legendary actions. It is now Zuvis's turn followed by Thesis. Zuvis is going to move up once. Sure. And then he's going to yell to the rest of the party saying, I'm going to create a wall of water to act as a shield when someone gets too hurt and they can come behind the wall of water to try and rejuvenate or protect themselves further. Pass. I'm the one who builds the wall. (laughs) Yeah, you did kind of walk into that one. (laughs) Well, I'm going to build it for you. (laughs) 
So he's going to cast Wall of Water, and sure. then that way it just reduces some of the damage that will hit people behind yeah. it. And the Tritons be, will pay for it. Are you on the other side of this water wall? Yes. Okay, you're hiding behind the Wall of Water? <laughs> yes. All right, that's great. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and like heal and like... Thasis is, of course, behind the Wall of Water as well now, because you haven't gotten a chance to move yet. But I could say, if you don't want to be behind the Wall of Water when it's created because... Zubis did move forward that Zubis moved off at an angle and is behind this mm-hmm. wall of water. But who else is currently behind the wall of water? Is it just you or is anybody else? The knights okay. are all behind and Sir Bluto because okay. they all took their hits from range. Sure. So they're all behind. Kesnef moved up, so Kesnef's not there. Okay. Is anybody else behind this wall of water that you wanted to create? Everyone else has moved. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. So... You're not behind it, but is, did anybody else end up on that side? Because you can just decide that right now. If Snarla or Burkett, because Burkett shot, is Burkett behind that wall of water now? Sure. Or is Snarla, those sorts of people, the Gynosphinx charged forward, the the vampire charged forward, so they're way out front as well as yeah. your character. So there we go. We got a picture of where everyone is now. There's the left side, which has the wall of water, and there's directly in front of Caraptus, and then people way in the back. And somewhere in the middle there is a large crab <laughs> waddling forward. He's probably just chilling out in the wall of water. He's just on top of it. He's uh, <laughs> he's near it. Looks at it longingly. So, sorry, just to clarify something, and I know, Paige, you asked this. So, on my sheet, for example, for the vampire, it's got hit, so it says eight, and then in brackets, 1d8 plus four. So, can I, do I roll that, or do I just use the number that's there? You can just use the number it's there. Okay. That's probably easier. Yeah. Okay. Or no, you I can was roll just, it. It's fine. It doesn't I was, I was just curious. <laughs> Those sorts of things are so small that it's probably not going to matter. If I much. hadn't arrested, I would have done more damage. Okay. <laughs> so, that was Zuvis's turn. It is now Thasis's turn. And that at that point, we will, oh, at the end of Zuvis's turn, Craptus uh, shoots the Gynosphinx again. Oh, no, With another nothing. ray of frost. No more goop. 18 total to hit. That is enough to hit. Yep. Doing 15 points of damage. She's not. She's just got a bunch of support spells. And now it is Thasis Phase's turn. Yeah. I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast, which I can totes do from here because nice. I have 300 feet. Yes. And so it's like the two finger deal pointing towards Caraptus. And I say, ugh, you were who I was going to get buried to. That's weird. <laughs> you would have been my seventh wife. Gross. Take this. <laughs> His first non-escort wife in a while. Oh, yeah. Right. So Eldritch Blast. Sure. Which is Raven Queen, help me fry this sucker. All right. You're looking for a 17 to hit. Okay, it's a one hit. So one of them strikes true from that distance. All right. Doing. Seven damage. Is he immune to force? He is not immune or resistant to force damage. Yeah. He is. Uh, oh, that hurt. <laughs> That's right. And that is the end of the first round of combat. Uh-oh. As you all were given an opportunity to prepare and rush in and move about.
This concludes this episode of Tavern Tales, a curated Dungeons & Dragons 5e game set in the Tales of the Yawning Portal Adventure module by Wizards of the Coast. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. You can find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or at www.badbillyband.com or follow them on Twitter at badbillyband. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or find us on Twitter at tavern underscore tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure. 